And this is Earth Riot Radio in New York City. I'm Reverend Billy, and I am with a group called the Church of Stop Shopping. And we are Earth Defenders. And we arrange rituals and songs, and I preach. We're trying to find ways to be stronger defenders of the Earth. Now, what's happening in New York in the next days and weeks? People are coming from all around, gathering. Earth Defenders of all kinds We're getting together to have a conversation. And I know that one part of the conversation is going to be about how we are being criminalized. We're getting arrested. We're going to the courts. Newspapers are not defending us. The general culture has shifted in its attitude towards these people who are defending life, defending the earth, and trying to get the fossil companies to slow down. Well, now, you would think that we would have support, even from the police, because they have children. They should be able to see through the con job of Chase Bank and BlackRock and Vanguard and Citibank and Wells and B of A and all the others. But they're very corrupted. There's serious money flowing from these fossil entities to governments and to law enforcement agencies and so forth and so on. Well, amen. I'm just sitting here full of love for the earth and that's the basis. That's the starting point, isn't it? We love the Earth. And the Earth today in New York City is just giving us a beautiful late summer day. It's so lovely. A gentle wind and the blue supermoon last night. We love the Earth. And so our defense of the Earth, we'll find a way. With that love we have for the Earth, we have that love for our fellow human beings, even the ones who say they hate us. We'll find a way to be creative, to love, to break down the fear. Somebody give me a love hallelujah now. All right, we're in this together. Let's work on this over the next half hour, shall we? All right, one, two, three. Earth hallelujah! acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. The sermon for today is taken from Proverbs, chapter 25, verse 28. He that hath no rule over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down and without walls. And I wonder, as we examine our hearts together in this place set aside for worship, how many of us here can say, I rule my own spirit? For how weak is man? How often do we, how often, how often do we stray from the straight and narrow? For only when we abide in the Lord 
Are we like cities without walls? Only then can we defend ourselves against Satan and his temptations. We cannot rule ourselves alone. God only is our, is our, God only is our help and our salvation. All right, you know. That's why you're here, to see this city with its broken walls. Whenever two or three are gathered together in my name is what the scripture says, but that's not why you're here. Let's change the words. Let's rewrite the order of the morning prayer. Whenever two or three or 20 or 30 or 200 or 300 are gathered together to make whispered comment, to sit in judgment upon uh, the condition of a, of, of a what? Yes, of a man of God. I said man of God, and I mean it. Just what you all know, that your pastor, your spiritual shepherd, is, is the descendant of a clergyman, the grandson of two bishops. But there were collateral branches to the family that went forth to brave dangers and who were scalped. Men with men's hearts, the wild and free hearts of men. They knew hunger and they fed their appetites. They fed their appetites, appetites that I have inherited. I defy you. Now it has begun The storm has finally come the water and the wind Now it has begun Is this some kind of war? The sea won't say a word The weatherman's up for Now it has begun The storm has finally come My neighbor's in the street It rushes like a stream You're caught in it waist deep tragedy now it has begun the storm has finally come the drowning and the dead now it has begun my breath is out of reach death makes its final speech did this storm come from me did this storm come from me now I know the truth, the waves break on the roof. Where is my higher ground? It's down there with my town. I'm praying round and round, am I living to be found? A body in the sound, running round and round. Now it has begun. The storm has finally come The sea begins to speak Turn, she says, face me Now it has begun Take me to the deep Take me to the deep Take me to the deep
All right, this is Reverend again. Now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share the fast, good thought of the day from the Church's Stop Shopping. Here you go. Love versus hate. Let's change it. Now, we're living in this world right now of love versus hate. I think that the people over there in the distance, I think that they hate me. And they think that my love doesn't appear to them to be love at all because it's too forceful, too sarcastic, it's too snarky, it's too flame-throwing. It's hate to them. Let's change it to love versus fear. Let's just tell ourselves that's what it is. Then things change immediately. How does it change? Because fear has love built into it because you're afraid that somebody's attacking your loved one, your community, your way of life. But the love is there. And that can then be on both sides of the fence, both sides of the border. Yes, I was afraid that you meant this by that. I was afraid that you hated us. I was afraid that, you know, I might lose something over here, my loved one, my community. So the love can increase on both sides as the fear decreases. But replace hate with fear and immediately, immediately becomes more complex. Immediately becomes something you can break down with, with your goodness. Takes a little bit of risk, maybe a little bit of discomfort. But now we have people who want love versus hate to continue. They don't want to have love with love. <laughs> they want to have the binary. They want to have the binary of the opposition. They want to have, they're making money from it. Social media, commercial politics, saturation advertising, etc., etc., etc. This environment we've allowed to build up around. Love versus hate. Let's stop it. We can end this habit. We can stop our shopping. Hello, welcome to News from the Natural World. I'm Savitri D. A rare diamond formed 660 meters below the Earth's surface has revealed that astonishing amounts of water may lie in the Earth's transition zone. This new study confirms something that for a long time was only a theory. Namely, that ocean water accompanies subducting slabs and thus enters the transition zone. This means that our planet's water cycle includes the Earth's interior, though the form the water takes is still unclear. Engineers have developed microscopic robots called micro-robots that can swim around in the lungs, delivering medication and be used to clear up life-threatening cases of bacterial pneumonia. In mice, the micro-robots safely eliminated pneumonia-causing bacteria in the lungs and resulted in 100% survival. By contrast, untreated mice all died within three days after infection. Researchers have discovered a 380-million-year-old heart, the oldest ever found, alongside a separate fossilized stomach, intestine, and liver in an ancient jawed fish, shedding new light on the evolution of our own bodies. The new research found that the position of the organs in the body of arthrodires, an extinct class of armored fishes that flourished through the Devonian period, is similar to modern shark anatomy, offering vital new evolutionary clues. Researchers built a battery-free wireless underwater camera powered by sound waves that can take high-quality color images even in dark environments. It transmits image data through the open water to a receiver that reconstructs the color image. 
Drinking two to three cups of coffee a day is linked with a longer lifespan and lower risk of cardiovascular disease compared with avoiding coffee, according to research published in the European Journal of Preventive Cardiology. The findings applied to ground, instant, and decaffeinated varieties. The results suggest that mild to moderate intake of ground, instant, and decaffeinated coffee should be considered part of a healthy lifestyle. Researchers from the Netherlands Institute for Neuroscience show that powerful hierarchical situations make it easier to commit harmful actions, as agency and empathy are split across multiple individuals. There are numerous historical examples where horrific acts and mass destruction have occurred as a result of hierarchical structure. A superior communicates a plan and a subordinate carries it out. The superior then bears responsibility for the decision but is distanced from the results. While the subordinate experiences authorship over the action but may experience reduced responsibility for its outcomes. Lack of sleep is associated with increased risk of cardiovascular disease, depression, diabetes, hypertension, and sexual dysfunction. A new study now shows that lack of sleep also affects social interactions, making people less willing to help others. MRI scans of sleep-deprived people reveal less activation of empathy parts of the brain. Assessments of sleep deprivation also show decreased desire to help others. Charitable giving even drops 10% after the beginning of daylight saving time. 230 pilot whales became stranded at a beach near Macari Harbor on Tasmania's west coast. Some of the whales were saved, but the vast majority died, and authorities towed the dead animals out to sea where they are most likely to fall to the ocean floor. Whale fall has been found to support the survival of at least 12,490 organisms of 43 separate species. According to Britain's Natural History Museum, a single whale can provide animals with food for up to two years during the scavenging stage. Other animals and bacteria survive off the chemicals produced from the rotting carcass. These organisms, known as chemotrophs, were thought to be unique to underwater volcanic vents, where they use hydrogen sulfide as the principal energy source. Research has shown a similar suite of animals recruit around dead and decaying whales, generating a completely independent ecosystem based on a gas that smells like rotten eggs. Only a few organisms can break down the bones that remain in a process that might take up to 10 years. The accident at Reactor 4 of the Chernobyl nuclear power plant in 1986 generated the largest release of radioactive material into the environment in human history. The impact of the acute exposure to high doses of radiation was severe for the environment and the human population. But more than three decades after the accident, Chernobyl has become one of the largest nature reserves in Europe. A diverse range of endangered species find refuge there today, including bears, wolves, and lynxes. Recently, scientists detected several eastern tree frogs with a very unusual black tint. The species normally has a bright green dorsal coloration. But these Chernobyl tree frogs have a much darker coloration, and some are even pitch black with very high levels of melanin present. Melanin is responsible for the dark color of many organisms. What is less known is that this class of pigments can also reduce the negative effects of ultraviolet radiation, and its protective role can extend to ionizing radiation too, as has been shown with fungi. Melanin absorbs and dissipates part of the radiation energy. In addition, it can scavenge and neutralize ionized molecules inside the cell. These actions make it less likely that individuals exposed to radiation will go on to suffer cell damage and increase their survival chances. 
The dark melanation of the eastern tree frogs in Chernobyl, Hyla orientalis, is thought to be an evolutionary response to radiation. Scientists from the University of Tel Aviv have identified and isolated two new antibodies that appear to have great efficacy against SARS-CoV-2, the virus that causes COVID-19. The team found that the two had a combined neutralization efficacy against all strains, including the currently dominant one, of up to 95%. Antibodies have already been successfully employed in treatments. The most effective ones were those found binding themselves to the cellular receptor ACE2 on the virus's infamous spike protein. As reported in Communications Biology, scientists found two different antibodies not used before that administered in high concentrations could be a suitable alternative to vaccines especially for at-risk people. They could even make the need for booster doses a thing of the past. In the Santa Marta Mountains of Colombia, an experienced birdwatcher spotted a Santa Marta saw-brewing hummingbird. This was only the second time the critically endangered hummingbird has been documented since 1946. The last bird was spotted in 2010, and the species has long been considered lost to science. Only around 15% of forests in the Santa Marta Mountains are still standing, and the Santa Marta saw brewing was found in an area of forest with no protection. And now, the sounds of extinction, the Sumatran rhino. Sumatran rhinos are the smallest of the living rhinoceroses and the only Asian rhino with two horns. They are covered with long hair and are more closely related to the extinct woolly rhinos than any of the other rhino species alive today. Calves are born with a dense covering that turns reddish-brown in young adults and becomes sparse, bristly, and almost black in older animals. They survive in small, fragmented, non-viable populations, and with limited possibilities to find each other to breed, its population decline continues. Just two captive females have reproduced in the last 15 years. The Sumatran rhino once inhabited rainforests, swamps, and cloud forests in India, Bhutan, Bangladesh, Myanmar, Laos, Thailand, Malaysia, Indonesia, and southwestern China. It is now critically endangered, with only five substantial populations in the wild, four in Sumatra and one in Borneo. A new estimate compiled by rhino experts concludes there are likely between 34 and 47 Sumatran rhinos left in the wild. And hear the sound of the Sumatran rhino. I was in the car with Savitri. Savitri and Billy driving across South Dakota for days, destinationless. Miles and miles of corporate farming, GMO corn, soybeans. And we kept going, we came out to 
country, all of a sudden there weren't any fences anymore. And we gravitated down toward what is known as the Badlands. We paid some money, I think it was 12 bucks or something, to go into the Badlands, a 37-mile drive in your car on the edge of white and pink and purple and black striated rock, very beautiful, a little on the order of the Grand Canyon, coming right out of the prairie. We drove for a while. We had both been there before, years before younger something about the whole thing was uh, not quite making it for us this time and we pulled into this scenic I think they called it a viewing point I think they were called viewing points little parking lots on the edge of the promontory that juts out over the panoramic rock of the Badlands. And we never talked about it, but we just sort of stepped over the fence and sort of walking into the scenic view. And just ingested some kind of, inhaled some sort of breath of bravery or something. We had to know that, I mean, there were signs and everything, and you can't leave the little cul-de-sac. <laughs> we walked down, down, down into the scenic view. We pierced the scenic view. We committed the crime of becoming people inside other people's scenic view. They're not supposed to have any people over there. We kept walking, not talking, walking farther and farther. And then we sort of walked through a, a sort of crease in the beautiful layered rocks. I went up into the sky like a city block up. We walked in this little narrow canyon. Came out behind the scenic view. And there was a beautiful meadow there. A kind of, uh, would you call it a swale? What's a swale? Have I heard that word somewhere? Uh, there might have been a little stream there. I don't think I saw the stream, but it was a little bit like, like a, a valley. We walked into this meadow of all these native long grasses. It's different. And we still weren't not talking. I mean, we held hands now and again. Mostly we just kept walking. All the sounds of the wind in the grass, the wind whistling through the rocks. And then finally we sat down. We lay on our sides and then waited. Bye.
waited for a long time. And then the grassland around us began to change. There were heads surfacing in the grasses, looking at us. Animals of different kinds. Antelope. Deer. Bighorn sheep. looking at the eyes and we were there long enough to feel that this place was alive with eyes, ears, senses. So many beings we were watching each other was the place was being with itself so many eyes and I want to thank Savitri my partner uh, we found that valley of eyes in the Badlands. And that's an ancestral moment. That, that makes the Church of Stop Shopping go forward. I'd also like to thank Sidney Lanier, a teacher who founded years ago uh, the idea of the Church of Stop Shopping and Reverend Billy. He is the character played by, in Night of the Iguana, that film you listen to, he is the character played by Richard Burton. T. Lawrence Shannon is a minister who's breaking down, you can tell, right, in front of his congregation because he was caught en flagrante with Sue Lyon, Lolita. <laughs> Great movie from John Huston, Deborah Kerr, Ava Gardner, Gabriella Figueroa, who won an Oscar for her work, Cyril Delavante. A wonderful cast of characters there. We also want to thank Shilpa Narayan, in her great song, The Storm, with Eric Johnson on drums. That's the Stop Shopping Choir. The Fiery Eagles of Justice, Jason Candler, editor of this radio show, also on his, on his saxophone, with Brendan Burke on the drums. And so, a lot of gratitude here for the people that are my teachers and collaborators. We are learning in this Church of Stop Shopping activist group, earth activists who sing, we are learning to be less confrontational and more haunting, more touching, more reaching out to the conservatives that face us who refuse to accept that climate change is real, reaching out to them in another kind of way with our music, with our persuasion, with our friendship, with our kindness. Because God knows Whatever we're doing is not working now. We have to change our tactics. I think for the next several 
Earth Riot episodes, uh, you'll hear us struggling to change how we approach the subject to the non-believers, the people who work in J Chase Bank and so forth. This is Reverend Billy, signing off. Be safe and wild. Earth-a-lulia.